is for my dreamers, doers, and audacious entrepreneurs. For those who want to wake up every day and be in love with the career you've created for yourself. This is for you. This is for us. This is the Forever Fun Employee Podcast with me, Jana Hall. Hello, Fun Employed friends. Welcome to another episode of the Forever Fun Employed podcast. I'm your host, Jana Hall, and it's my hope that we can get through this entire episode without any interruptions. Um, my neighbors seem to be having some kind of Sunday fun day extravaganza. Um, I don't know what they're doing over there, but I heard a really loud scream. Um, they seem to be having a lot of fun, so it's my hope that we can get through this without you all hearing them because... If you can hear them through this mic and through my apartment, that is definitely a problem. So fingers crossed, we have no interruptions, but um, today's a great day. Today, it's Sunday, August 9th, and um, I'm really just really amped and prepared for this upcoming week because... Our first official employee is starting tomorrow. Well, it's our first salaried employee outside of myself. Um, so as you all know, been running my creative marketing agency, Leap Innovative Group now for almost five years. And um, we have a team of um, people who do creative work, graphic design, copywriting, things like that. We are functioning as a full service agency, but it was time to expand and have a senior level person on the team and a salaried member on the team. And so um, this is a huge leap for us. Pun definitely intended. This is a huge leap for us. Um, And especially for me personally, because I have this need to do everything myself. I feel like there is no reason why I can't do everything myself. Um, That's just what my mind tells me. And so I knew that it was really time for me to start functioning like um, the agency that I want to be. And so I made this really exciting, scary step to hire full-time, well, part-time help, um, salaried help, someone who is senior, someone who can really be on the team, who knows what they're doing and can, um, you know, really help move this agency forward. Um, and so, you know, it was a kind of a scary leap for me. Um, one to have someone who is salaried. I know that that comes with a major responsibility. Um, and I know that this was kind of it was it was a process that I needed to begin for my for my business, um, and so I I posted on Instagram. They start tomorrow, which is super exciting. Uh, makes me a little nervous. They start tomorrow. We start the onboarding process, and then we're gonna dive right into, um, you know, just what needs to be done and how we can grow and you know the areas that they're really needed in. And so I put a post on Instagram. Um, a couple of days ago asking who was interested in kind of hearing about this journey of hiring help and expanding the team. Um, some tips that I have based on my own personal experience and my own um, kind of journey with like how to even begin this process of hiring help, um, what to look for, just, you know, general tips uh, as I share my experience. And so you all definitely said that this is something you were interested in. And and so I I definitely want to share this with you guys because um, it's new for me. It's a new process for me. And I don't feel like enough people have shared information about what to expect when it's time to expand your team or even how to know when to expand your team. And so we're going to dive right in. Um, I hope it's not too long. I do have notes, podcast notes, which I usually don't have, but I figured because there's just so much information, I wanted to make sure that I was getting all of the good stuff down so that you all, I'm sharing all the most important things with you guys. So that's most helpful. Um, so yeah, so again, creative marketing agency, that's what leap innovative group is. We focus on digital marketing, brand development and influencer relations. So that's our newest wing that we've just started doing is, is working with brands to pair them up with influencers and working with influencers to find them, um, brands to work with. And so that's our newest area. And, you know, there's so many ways that I was, you know, I was ready to 
expand and there's just so many different things that I wanted to do, but I knew that I was just one person. I knew that as much as I feel like I should be able to do it all, the reality is I just can't. And so, um, I had to just come to the realization that if I'm ever going to grow the way that I really want to grow and the way that I see my agency growing, I have to surrender and start really adding on to my team in really real meaningful ways. And so, um, I guess we're just going to jump right in. So how I knew it was time for help. And I think this is, these are all great things that I want you all to consider, whether you're a business owner and you're thinking about expanding, um, if you have a side hustle and you want some additional help because maybe your full-time job takes a lot out of you, I think all of these things can really be helpful for you all as you look to um, kind of grow and expand and make your business, um, you know, take your business to the next level. So <clears throat> how did I know it was time for help? Um, it really all boils down to vision. So what was the vision for my for my company? I knew that you know, I, I always knew from the beginning, I knew I wanted to scale. I didn't want to be just a practitioner who does work, who gets clients and does work, but I wanted to be, I wanted to function as a full service agency with different areas that we specialize in and different people to, you know, to kind of handle those areas. And so right now, you know, the social media component of the agency, I feel like is solid. We have a content creator who develops all the content for our clients. And then we have a graphic designer who works closely with the content creator to develop complimentary graphics. That's pretty much like, you know, that was the easiest thing when it came to hiring help. That was the first immediate thing. It was like, I know that I cannot be responsible. If I'm going to run this company and expand, I cannot be responsible for the day-to-day social media of our clients. And so those were the first people that I hired. And so, um, you know, those were people who are key and who help kind of keep the lights on for the agency. And, you know, we continue to work every day to, to serve our clients. But when it comes to bigger picture things, I I knew that I needed to to run this business like a machine. I didn't want to be the one who was doing everything and who was exhausted. I didn't want to be the one doing admin work and doing, you know, um, consulting and just every component of the business essentially falls on me as the owner, which is understandable starting out, but eventually you're going to want to scale. And so I had to really think about, okay, what is my vision for my company? Um, Do I want to be the one to do anything, do everything, or do I really want to, you know, kind of put some things on autopilot and really function like, like a business, like these businesses that I see, you know, these, these businesses that have teams and who are able to kind of, um, serve on a larger scale. I knew that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted for myself. And so I had to develop a growth mindset and, I guess that is that's kind of my first uh, piece of advice is you know when when it, when you're thinking about scaling you know you first have to develop this growth mindset you have to think about how your business runs um, and think about what you want for your business and you have to think big and you have to kind of get in this mindset of where I am now is not where I'm always going to be and I need to start internalizing the idea that this right here is temporary, that we're going to be on the next level. We're going to be getting different clients. We're going to, excuse me, if you have a a product, we're going to be, you know, producing in mass quantities. You really have to develop this growth mindset that will prepare you to make tough decisions um, for your business with the ultimate goal of growing and evolving and really functioning like a large company in mind. And so we're still small. Leap is still a small you know, company, but I knew that I needed to have the mindset of someone who wanted to build something that was long lasting and something that had um, really staying power. I didn't want to burn out. And, you know, I... Something that I realized is that a lot of businesses do fail early on because they're not built on sustainable practices. And so we don't necessarily have this growth mindset because, you know, it might be we might have, you know, the kind of the short sighted vision and we just see where we are now. And um, that's kind of the space that we function in. Um, But the reality is that in order for a business to sustain and be long lasting, we have to be willing to implement new structures and new processes and just work in a different way that allows us to grow and expand the way that we want to grow and expand. Um, And so me having done everything that I was, I was doing, I was, I was, like I said, I was doing admin work. I was doing, um, 
literally everything, consulting, working with the clients, invoicing, all of these things, anything outside of social media management, I was the one doing, or I still am the one doing. And I knew that in order to develop a growth mindset, I needed to focus on where I want to be in comparison to where I am now. Um, I know that we're always plagued with our, with our day-to-day responsibilities, but keeping in mind where you want to be will help inform the decisions that you make today. So even if you're in a space where you haven't fully, you're not fully there, you're not bringing in revenue, you're not, you don't, you don't necessarily have the clientele. Um, even if you're in that space, having the mindset of growth will allow you to position yourself to expand, will allow you to start thinking differently about your business and not looking at it as a side hustle or not looking at it as, you know, just something that, you know, I'm kind of winging, but really being strategic about how you want your business to function and operate. And so the first thing for me was just identifying and surrendering to this idea of I need help. I can't do it on my own. I no longer want to do it on my own. And if I say I want to grow, then when? When is that going to happen? When is that growth going to happen? Um, and so, you know, I figured there's no time like the present. I had a therapy session where, you know, I was just completely burnt out and my parents could see it. (laughs) My therapist could see it. It was just, you know, these past couple of months have been incredibly difficult for me. Um, just because by nature, I'm naturally, I'm hard on myself, no matter how hard I work and, you know, people will say, oh, you're doing so great. I never see that. I never see or never feel like, okay, I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm working hard. There's always more that I could be doing. And so um, getting out of this mindset of, you know, I have to earn the right to take a break or I have to earn rest or I have to earn this right to like log off of work. Um, those are all kind of things that have plagued me and have really contributed to to this burnout that I've been experiencing. And I knew that I had to do things differently. I knew that if I was really going to build this business that I say that I want, if I really wanted to create this legacy, then I have to create it on sustainable practices. And so um, the first thing that I, I did was I decided, you know what, it's, it's time, it's time to hire a team. It's, that's exactly what I need to take things to the next level, to get out of this funk that I'm in, to get out of this like burnout stage that I'm in. I knew that for me, the next logical thing was, um, hiring help, hiring for me, it was a marketing project manager, someone who knew the marketing industry, someone who knew the project management industry, someone who was very structured, who was really into processes. Again, like I'm, I'm a creative, I'm, you know, my mind is all over the place. And so someone who was organized and really strategic, um, and just and structured was what I needed. And so that is what I determined that that's what I needed in order to kind of move out of this place of burnout and begin to welcome rest and welcome downtime, knowing that my business would be in good hands and that my business would run even when I'm not you know, obsessing over the computer and my emails, things like that. And so, um, the first thing, so understand when it's time to get help. Think about if you're burning out, think about how much work you're doing. And I don't want to, I, you know, I, I really want to stress the importance of not being so caught up in this hustle grind mindset. You know, everyone's talking about, Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, you know, like no days off. That stuff is harmful. That is, it's really, it's really harmful to our, our mental health, our physical health. Um, and my therapist kind of reminded me that that is rooted in fear. This whole, you know, hustle grind thing, like, of course we need to work hard. Of course we need to invest time and sweat equity into our business, but we've also earned the right to slow down and take a break and you can still hustle. Part of the hustle is resting. Part of the hustle is refueling. And, you know, I, began to feel guilty about resting and refueling, but that is a necessary part of this professional journey. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to have these moments where you can sign off. And so, um, you know, think about when, if you're, if you're one, if you want to, um, (laughs) 
begin growing, expanding your team, you know, the first thing to consider is, you know, am I burning out? Is there a real need? Have I done everything in my power um, to make this business succeed and make it successful and and drive it forward? Have I done everything in my power? Um, And if you if you can honestly say, yes, I've worked hard, I've done what I need to do, I've been making connections, all of the things that it takes to make your business successful. If you have done that and you can honestly say that and you're experiencing some burnout, then it's it's time to expand. Um, you know, it's we should never run businesses with the idea that we're doing everything ourselves because there's so many components of a business that need to be done and there's so many different professions. There's a reason why there are industries for everything. There's a reason why there are administrators who have administrative conferences and certifications and who have special skill sets. There's a reason why there are project managers. There's a reason why there are content creators and, you know, whatever the industry is, like it it can be broken up into different, you know, accountants you know, I'm. You shouldn't be doing all of the accountant work. You shouldn't be billing, and you shouldn't be, you know, doing administrative work on top of being the actual expert in whatever service you're offering. That's just too much. And so, at a certain point, yes, it requires you to put in sweat equity and do it, you know, do it yourself early on. But there comes a certain point where you have to say, if I want to grow. I can't continue to run my business this way. And so identify if you're feeling these, you know, feelings of burnout and if you're experiencing burnout and if you feel like, you know, you're beginning to resent your work because you're doing all of it. Um, so that was really the indicator of how I knew it was time for help. Um, <clears throat> another thing is I also knew that the reason my business wasn't expanding was because of bandwidth. It wasn't because of the lack of effort. Like I said, I would spend days corresponding with clients, doing interest meetings with clients, you know, just gauging kind of what they need, gauging scope of work, sending out proposals, sending out, um, you know, doing the contracts, doing invoicing, all those things. And then I shift into, okay, let me be the marketing expert and advise them on marketing or branding. And after a while, I had to realize that it's not a matter of effort that's causing my business to not expand in the way I want it to. It's it's simply bandwidth. If I'm not, you know, I've, I'm really getting more diligent with my time, how I spend my time and where I invest my energy. And um, as much as I love my business, I cannot continue to invest energy in, in areas that would be better served by someone who is a professional in those spaces. Um, you know, someone who can go to meetings on my behalf to, you know, with prospective clients, someone who can, you know, communicate what it is we do and how we can best serve them and, you know, figure out what services we can offer based on their needs. I needed someone who could do those things. Like I said, it wasn't a matter of effort on my part. It was a matter of bandwidth. And there is no way that I can continue to run this business, try to have a a thriving personal life, be there for my family. And, you know, it's, I feel like all of my friends are engaged right now. I'm like, (laughs) I'm in like three or four weddings right now. There's just no way I can do all of that stuff and then still take time to do the necessary work on myself unless I had, you know, someone in place who could help carry this load. And any business, any thriving business you look at, they have a support system. They have a team. And as much as I love, love, love the women that I work with, um, the women who do content for um, social media, for our social media clients, as much as I love them and value the work that they do, there is some additional work that needs to be done that I simply can't do. And so again, looking at other successful businesses, what are they doing? They're hired, they're investing in personnel. And that's a major investment to make. That's probably one of the biggest investments you can make is bringing on people to help you grow and expand. Um, and I had this, you know, full transparency. I, I definitely am still working through imposter syndrome issues, still working through, you know, I'm always feeling like, I just can't do enough. And I was having a conversation with my friend Shay the other day, and she's like, you don't understand how people see you. You don't understand, you know, what, how we look at you and, and how we kind of perceive the work that you're doing. It's amazing. And I, I honestly, I don't. Um, I'm my biggest critic, and I think we all are. I, you know, I'm always looking at how things can be better. Even if something went great, I'm always like, okay, what could I have done differently? 
What could have been better? What will I do better next time? Oh my God, are they going to notice this? Are they going to notice that? Um, I'm really tough on myself. And so I had to kind of break past this imposter syndrome and realize like, hey, you have a thriving business. I've been doing, I've been running Leap Innovative Group full-time for four and a half years now to be five in February and we're thriving. We are constantly getting new clients. We're constantly working with, you know, organizations and companies that we love. And, you know, I had to own my successes and say, you have earned the right to expand. Um, Again, it was about bandwidth. It wasn't about effort. And so I had to believe that I was actually accomplished enough and busy enough to have the need to hire someone. And if you're constantly walking around doubting your yourself and doubting your contributions, doubting what you've done and doubting, you know, your expertise, then sure, it'll it'll feel like, you know, oh, I don't need help. I can just continue to do it on my own. But if you can step back and confidently say, yeah, I'm the bomb. Like I've, I'm, I do this. <laughs> I'm good. I, I know what I'm doing. I, I study my industry. I bring results to my clients. Um, if you can give yourself that credit and say, yes, I do work hard enough and it's time to take things to the next level, then you, then you are at the place where it's time to make that investment to bring in more people and to expand your team. I had to give myself the okay. I had to get, I had to constantly write down affirmations. I had to constantly, you know, because my biggest thing is always feeling like I need to be spent. That's when I know that I've that's when I know that I've worked hard is if I'm completely spent. If it's five o'clock and I've like not set if I've not stood up at all today, then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing I'm doing my thing. But that's that's not, you know, that's not how a business should run. That's not sustainable. And so um you know, I had to give myself the okay to bring in someone to help ease the load and to make this more enjoyable. Um, <clears throat> I, I I talk about therapy a lot because my therapist has really been kind of like my BFF lately. I go to her every Tuesday and we just unpack so much stuff and I'm learning so much about myself as a person, but also as a business owner. And um, I... It was it was really it was really important to me to kind of give myself grace to be proud of what I've accomplished and be proud of you know um, where I want to go and be proud of the vision that I have and so when she told me you know you're four years in but you, at this rate you're not going to last another four years it was really a wake-up call for me and not to say that like I'm going to die in four years but you know your business is not going to last if you continue on this path like it, it's just simply not and so um I had to I had to do a self-examination and go back to my goals and realize that the reason why I wasn't growing in the ways that I I wanted to and the reason why there are some goals that have been on my bucket list that I have I have yet to accomplish that I know that I fully can it's simply because I need the additional support. And so it was time to make an investment in someone who was senior because I have hired help and I've hired people who have, um, you know, who I, who I thought could do particular jobs. And what I found is that a lot of people were coming to me looking for guidance and, you know, even though I'm the CEO does not mean I'd know everything. You know, I, I very much so wanted someone who was senior enough to kind of also advise and educate. And so a big part of the search process with hiring a team was, do you, for lack of a better word, do you know what the hell you're doing? Do you know what to do? Because I cannot coach and guide you. I can give you, you know, of course I will always, you know, play this leadership role and be able to um, kind of steer the ship, but I need someone who knows what they're doing, who's, who's experienced in this project management field. Um, who can kind of advise me on, okay, these are the processes you need to implement. This is what you've been doing so far, but you know, maybe that's not the best way. Um, I think we can do things differently. I, I really was looking for someone who knew how to lead. Um, 
And so I decided to to go with someone who was senior, who didn't need to be coached, and who was willing to coach me and who wasn't intimidated by the fact that, you know, I am, quote unquote, the leader and CEO, but someone who was also willing to kind of kind of take lead and um, work alongside me, not under me. Um, and so those are all the reasons. That, that, that was kind of the process of how I got to the place where I knew I needed help and then started to think about, okay, what does this help look like? Um, and so the process. So um, for those of you who are looking to hire and you're curious about what that process is or even how you should go about it, um, I want to kind of take you through a few different things based on my own personal experience. Um Right now, I'm at the place where I have budget to, to pay a salaried team member, but I wasn't always there. And so starting out, the way that I got help, um, you know, it was I got free help <laughs> through internships. Um, and so I want to break that down because I know that internships are kind of frowned upon. Um, and I fully agree that there are a lot of companies out here who just completely take advantage of interns. Um, and this is not that. And so... If you don't have a budget, we're going to start there. And then we're going to go to, if you do have a budget, the process of going and hiring some good help. So if you do not have a budget, my tip is to go through colleges and universities. Go through the school system. What I have learned is that um, most schools have internship programs and seniors need internships to graduate. They need college credit. And so... Um, what I did with my very first intern, I think it was late 20, yeah, 2016 um, into 2017, I had a, um, she was an art student at VCU, and she was a graphic design major, um, <clears throat> and she needed college credit. And so she asked me if um, she could work with Leap to get her college credit for her senior for her senior year, um, and I was more than happy to. And so she connected me with the internship coordinator at VCU, and basically what I had to do was fill out all this paperwork about my business, provide all this information, website, tax ID, things like that, um, and then I began. Basically, I was put into their Rolodex, if you will, um, <clears throat> so that I could get on their list as one of the businesses who were approved by VCU to for them to kind of send interns to. So during kind of like their senior year, when it's time to talk about internships, um, VCU often reach they they send an email out to all of the businesses who are in their system and they say, hey, it's that time again. Basically, we our our students need internships in X Y Z area. Do you have any work for them? And because you're already in their system, you get preference. And so that is the that is the um, ideal way if you are just starting out to get interns. Um, and again, it called this. This is a system that requires you to legitimize your business. So you have to have an LLC or whatever. You have to be a legit business entity, have to have a website. Um, and you have to have very clear goals for the intern. This isn't like, Oh, get me coffee and do whatever. It's really, they need really valuable work experience. And so, um, whatever industry you're in, you can go through whatever school it is. Um, like the school of, Dentistry, for example, or a school of, you know, arts, design, um, school of business, things like that. You can register with them and you can get put on their list. And so I've had interns from BCU, from Virginia State, um, from Virginia Union, uh, working with these students and giving them valuable experience. And so one thing that I really want to make sure that you are doing in order to be able to... Um, take advantage of this opportunity to work with these students is one, you have to make sure your business is legit. You have to go through the proper, you know, getting your tax ID, being set up as a real business entity and, um, having very clear cut like goals and visions for your intern, because they're going to ask you to send them, um, I guess, paperwork of what does this internship entail? What is the work that they're going to be doing? And then you have to follow up at the end 
to talk about what your experience was with them and what they actually accomplished. And you're going to have to list some things out. And so this is something that requires you to be super legit. Don't just look to take advantage of someone, a student who needs help. This is where you really have to come in and you have to be their guide and you have to invest in them in in exchange for them investing in your business. And, um, since it's not a paid position, I try to find other ways to, um, you know, pour into them. And I think the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway that I got from being able to work with interns, um, and what I definitely always try to share with other entrepreneurs is we have a responsibility. I know that these are interns, but this is really for a lot of them, their first kind of glimpse into the working world. Be really intentional about what experience you're offering them. Um, I've had some internships. I know when I first graduated from JMU, I moved to New York and I was, you know, I worked as a personal assistant for a celebrity stylist. That was essentially an unpaid internship and I was doing everything. And, you know, I wasn't getting paid, but I also didn't have the freedom and flexibility to learn and grow. And so, you know, what I always try to do with my interns and even with my team members is you're helping me. And so I am obligated to pour back into you, you know, whether it's having you talk to clients directly, giving you that experience of sending out professional emails, giving that experience um, to, um, you know, work on new projects and try new things, things that you would typically be left out of um, or conversations you would typically be left out of when you're in an entry-level position, expose them to those things, really make an investment in them. And I, I challenge my, my team members all the time, internship or paid position, I challenge them to tell me what they want to try. I say, this is what I need you to do. And so these are things that I expect to be done. But I also want you to challenge me. If there's something that you're not doing that you want to try your hand at, let me know. If there's something that, you know, you thought that you maybe liked doing and now that you're in the role and you're not really crazy about it, let me know. Let me know if there's some a way we can pivot your position and make it so that this is a fulfilling internship for you. Um, you know, don't just say, Oh, I got some free help. Now I'm going to just have them do all the grunt work and I'm going to just sit back and chill. No, I, this is a job for me too. My job now as essentially your boss or your team lead is to make sure that you're leaving this internship and you're leaving this experience with valuable things that you can take on to your next position. I want you to feel comfortable talking to to clients. I want you to feel comfortable sending an email and being authoritative, even though you are, you know, still young, you may be 20, 21. I want you to feel comfortable stepping into any room and talking. Um, I want you to, um, you know, just understand how the working world works, understand how contracts work. I want you to understand um, how, you know, even if you are in doing social media, understanding what that looks like on a strategic side, not just execution, not just, you know, you being a social media manager, but what does that all entail? All right, let's talk strategy. What are your ideas? What are your thoughts? Um, I think that students are so, we're so used to just entering into the workforce and kind of just accepting whatever, um, role they give us. I know that that's where I was. And I, I really want I always try to challenge my team members to take control of their professional life and their professional journey and think about what it is they want to do and what they like to do. Because a lot of times when you get into your industry that you thought you were interested in, it's actually not what you really care to do. It's not you don't have a a passion for it the way you thought you did. And so I always tell my team members, think about the work you're doing. Does this serve you? Does this make you happy? Does it, does it, does it match what you felt like you wanted to do? And if not, tell me what you'd like to try your hand at. I had a team member who was doing graphic design. She said, you know what? I really have a passion for writing. I kind of want to try my hand at writing. And I said, great. Do you want to run the fun employee blog? And she started blogging and her writing was great. We used to get into, you know, Google Docs and collaborate. I would tell her, okay, I need a little more voice from you. I need a little more personality, whatever it is. And, you know, just to watch her flourish as a writer, that's exactly what, you know, this this is all about. And so if you're going to get an intern, that's kind of... um 
the, the that's kind of the approach you need to take. You need to take it as you know I'm being given a student that I need to invest in so that when they graduate, they will be ready to enter the workforce. There are a lot of painful lessons that I learned as you know as an entry level in my entry level roles, and I wish that I would have had exposure sooner, um, even before leaving college. I sent a lot of cringy emails. I behaved very poorly in meetings just because I didn't know that was, you know, quote unquote etiquette or, you know, how things are supposed to be. And so, um, you know, this is, I always see internships as my opportunity to pour into them. And even if they're paid, pour into them, be in control of your career. Tell me, I don't, I'm not take. I'm taking off my boss hat. Tell me if there's something you want to do. Tell me if there's something you don't like to do because maybe there's someone else who would be more than happy to do it you know so like there's always space to pivot and so if you have an intern you have the responsibility to invest back into them so let me take a take a sip really quick so that's if you don't have the budget If you do have the budget, and think honestly about what your budget looks like. If you do have the budget, make the investment. I know we like to hold on to our coins. We like to, you know, be all, oh, I need to save every dime. And yes, you should save for your business. You definitely need an operating budget, and you need to have a reserve so that you have money when you you need it for any kind of business emergency you may have. Um, But if you have the budget to hire help, Please make that investment. I was I was listening to a presentation the other day, and they said there's a difference between being interested in a business and actually being invested in a business. Interest is pretty surface level. You're going to do what you need to do. You're going to talk to other people. You're going to see what other people are doing with their business. You're going to you're going to you're going to run your business. But when you're invested, you make painful decisions that you know will push you forward. And so for me. You know, would I love to be able to keep that salary in my bank account and like not have to give it out? Sure. Who wouldn't want money in their account? But I know that it's an important investment I need to make in order to take my business to the next level. I know that there are goals that I have for myself and my business. I know that there are dreams that I've always dreamed of, you know, being able to do as an entrepreneur. And it does not serve me to not make this investment. It actually hurts me to not make the investment. What is money in my account? If my business isn't running efficiently, if we don't have great processes, if we can't scale, if we can't reach goals. And so for me, this is a necessary investment I need to make. And so if you are, if you do have a budget to hire, this is, um, and it doesn't have to be salary. They can be 1099s. They can be, you know, it can be um, something that is within your budget. But if you do have budget to hire paid help, My biggest recommendation for you is to go through a recruiter, for one. I tried, I put out Facebook messages in different groups saying, oh, I'm looking for this person um, who would be, you know, who'd be interested. I need a project manager. I don't even know if I knew what their actual role was. I just knew I needed help. And so I put stuff in groups and people are commenting and I'm like already overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. There are people who I, I really like and I've seen them and I've talked to them and I, they have great vibes and great energy. And I'm like, oh, I would love to work with them. But the reality is I needed someone who could do the work. Like I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go in with any kind of emotional connection to whoever I was you know, going to hire. I wanted someone that I knew could do the work. And so the best advice that I've ever received was to go through a recruiter Um And that's exactly what I did. I have a friend, Angela. She and I went to JMU together, and then we moved to New York City around the same time. And just really, our friendship grew into something really beautiful and um, love her to death. She is in HR. She um, was in HR. She worked, when we were in New York, she worked um, in HR at BBDO, which is one of the largest marketing agencies around. Um, They have over 15,000 employees in a bunch of different countries. And, I just, even though like when we were in New York, I didn't understand at all what she did. I mean, I got HR, but like I didn't really know in depth what it was. Um, And then she then moved and she was at BuzzFeed doing HR there. And now she's back in DC at um, BBC News. And so I knew she had all this great HR experience. And so I decided to reach out to her one day and I was like, 
um, do you by any chance do like freelance recruiting or like freelance HR work? And she was like, actually I do. And so we got on the phone, we got on the phone and I basically just talked to her about what I needed. I talked to her about my pain points and I was like, this is kind of like what I'm looking for. Um, and I described exactly what role I needed this person to play. And she was able to tell me what what it was. She was like, well, in a lot of companies, this is considered like the chief of staff. But for me, chief of staff was more like I thought it was personnel stuff. And so she was like, no, chief of staff is kind of someone who um, really assists with a lot of the like foundational work of a, of a company and, you know, processes and things like that. And so she was like, well, if you're not comfortable calling it chief of staff, um, project manager is another word, like a senior project manager. And so she was able to really come in and advise me on what I needed because I thought I knew what I needed. Um, I didn't know if I was like, if I needed an assistant or what. Um, but we decided that what I needed was a marketing project manager, someone who understood the marketing industry and someone who also understood processes and things like that and structures for project management purposes. And so, um, we met, we talked, um, she kind of walked me through what's expected of a company when they're hiring. Um, you know, if I was doing a part-time, what kind of benefits I need to be prepared to offer Begin, because again, it's all about being competitive in your, in your, um, you know, your job description, being competitive and being attractive to applicants. And so she really, she was able to walk me through all of that in a way that only someone who works in HR can. There are so many things that I did not consider, um, when hiring help. And she pretty much took me through all of that. Um, and so that was a worthwhile investment. Um, the great thing is, after I created a job description, I just Googled a bunch of different positions, marketing positions, marketing project manager positions, just general project managing positions, um, and I, I put together the perfect um, job description for a startup because that was another thing. I'm a startup. And so there's a certain kind of culture that can be expected and like certain type of structure that they might be used to at a larger company that I don't provide here. And so I made sure, and she helped me tailor it to tailor the expectations to a project, a, a startup company. Um, and so that was, you know, at every turn, she showed me that that was a valuable investment. That was a worthwhile investment. And so once we had the job description down, I sent it to her. Um, she listed the position over on, a, on various um, sites. I know for a fact it was on Indeed and LinkedIn. Um, and what was amazing was on LinkedIn only, we had 194 applicants. Can y'all imagine me going through 194 applications? Can you imagine yourself going through 194 applications and also doing everything else you need to do to keep your business afloat? Absolutely not. And so to have someone who understood the industry, okay, there's a train outside, um, but to understand some, you know, to under, to have someone who understands the hiring process and to, and to know how to kind of like weed out applicants who might not be as strong, that was a game changer for me. And so for her to be able to go through the applicants, field applicants, do follow-up interviews with her top candidates, and then send me her top five out of the 194 plus, um, that was great. And so, you know, I wasn't concerned at all with who was applying, what the names were, looking up on social media. I wasn't responsible for any of that. It was strictly who are the top five that you see. And so Angela, knowing me and my personality, knowing the kind of business that I run, knowing my goals and my vision, all of these things, she was able to make the best decisions for me. And that's also what was great is that we took time beforehand. And I, if you go you know, with the recruiter, definitely give them a chance to understand you and kind of what you're looking for. So that way they can field the applicants and only bring the most qualified to you. Whereas for me, I'm like looking on their social media, trying to figure out, like get a feel for who they are and their personality. Angela was like, go in blind. And she actually told me this because there was an applicant that we had and I like followed her on social or I looked at her social media and Angela's like, no, don't do any of that. Those are distractions. They do not give you an accurate like point of view of like, what their experience is. Um, you need to eliminate all distractions, focus strictly on their resume and their experience. And so the top five was strictly people who she did preliminary interviews with over the phone because she wanted, again, to be blind and unbiased over the phone 
and picked the top five and then brought them to me and we did a video interview. And so from there, I was able to decide, okay, here's your resume. Talk to me about some more of your experience. And then I'm also able to see you and interact with you and see how your energy is and to see if we would work well together. And so that was kind of like the, the approach that I took. And I mean, I will recommend... I. Everyone should go through a recruiter. And if you want, I will give you Angela's information. Just reach out to me. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, And so she's helped me through this whole process. When we selected the woman, we went through, um, she helped me with the onboarding process, what I need to have prepared. She helped me, you know, we had follow-up calls and she just kind of helped help me keep my mind focused on what the goals were um, and not be distracted by all these other things that don't really matter when it comes to hiring help. It's like, it's all about, can they do the job and can they do it well? Where I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, well, she's so nice. And she tweeted this and da, da, da. Just like, no, no. And so um, I know that a lot of us, we want to go with friends. We want to default to friends and family. But, you know, the reality is that, um, sometimes they're just not the best fit. I mean, sometimes you have someone, again, if you're going back to skills, go with the person who has the skill set. You know, you may love your cousin, but do they have the experience you need? Y'all may get along great, but do they have the experience? And so it all goes down to experience. And so, you know, for me, I wasn't willing to take a chance on someone who might not be able to serve me in the ways that I need, you know, the business needs to be served. They may not help me reach those goals. And so, um, I wanted to, to bypass friends and family and go with someone who was concrete, a great choice because they had their resume. Now, if I had a friend who had a marketing background and a project management background, then perfect. We can talk, but you know, when you're running a business, you have to take this, this personal element out of it and focus strictly on what does the business need? The business doesn't care about relationships. It doesn't care about friendships. It doesn't care about, um, you know, who makes you laugh the hardest or who's so silly or who would be fun to work with or who you can have cocktails with on Friday when you have summer Fridays. Like it didn't care about any of that. The business cares about who can function, who can run things the way they need to be run. And so, um, definitely bypass friends and family as your default and focus on the skills. If you would prefer to hire friends and family, then say, okay, what does the business need? Now, which person in my friends and family list meet these needs? Then if they meet them, then great. But I can't stress enough. I know we, we want to work with people who we know we love, but the reality is that a lot of times, just like your friends and family might not be your target market and they may not be your customers, they also may not be the people who will help you run your business the way it needs to be run. And so don't be afraid to bypass that and to focus on what you actually need. Um, Uh, and if and, and if I did have a friend who who had those things, they would still have to go through HR. And if HR didn't pick them, then you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, it's HR is just focused on the skills. And so um, there were some people who reached out to me and said they wanted to apply, and they knew me directly. And I was like, yeah, go through this link, send your application, and if Angela sends them to me as her top five, then that's who you know. Then I'm more than happy to go with you, but. I definitely think we need to be more careful and um, more mindful of the people we're bringing on and, and thinking about if we're making decisions emotionally. Because the reality is like we're way too emotionally attached to our business. As the business owners, we're way too emotionally attached. And um, we need to be able to make business decisions without emotion. And that's something that I'm learning now. I'm learning that, you know, my my feelings a lot of times, not in every situation, but my feelings are not gonna are not helpful. Um, I can acknowledge them; they're valid, but I have to think about if they're helpful in what I'm working towards. And a lot of times, they're not. And so, just like we can't expect any team member or any part of you know anyone associated with our our um, business or organization to be as invested as we are, it's you know we we just can't. We cannot expect anyone to have this same investment, same you know. Um, emotional connection as we do. And so we have to take emotion out of it and just strictly focus on what's a good business decision. Um, and so I think, so 
I, I think that those are the biggest things. So, I mean, I started out, just to recap, I started out going the internship route through schools. I, I had VCU actually reach out a couple months ago saying, um, or about a, yeah, about a month or two ago saying, um, hey, it's that time. If you need, if you have, we need, um, our interns need work in XYZ area. And they sent a bullet point with like different marketing areas. I reached out to my team. I said, hey, does anyone need additional support? If not, then I'll let this email from VCU just go to the trash. Um, but you know, if you, if you don't have the budget, go the intern route and be prepared to invest in the intern. Don't just use them as free labor, but invest in them. Um, and if you do have the budget, go through a recruiter, don't go the easy route. And it it really isn't even the easy route. It takes a lot of time for you and takes a lot of time from your business. So go the route of the recruiter and let them do the heavy lifting, really run your business like a business. I know that we, you know, it's, it's hard to look at that when we're starting out, but it's never too soon in your business to function like a business. It's your, it's never too soon. And so I don't care if you have one client you need to start functioning. You need to develop the growth mindset necessary to to get you to these additional levels. You know, I I'm so inspired by business owners, um, not just because you know, like when I look at other people and like their work and things, I look at the professionals, especially if they're in my industry. I'm not comparing my work to theirs. Like I don't care about the work because I know that I have something special and they have something special and that's, that doesn't even matter. I'm worried about the business aspects. I'm looking at how do they run their business? How do they, you know, what are some processes they have in place? How does their website look? What's their process like? Those are things that, you know, instead of looking at other people as your competitors, I think there's so much we can learn from other people and how, you know, when it comes to how we run our business. And so, um, yeah, just develop. It's all about the growth mindset, having that mindset of it's time for me to grow and expand. Even if I'm not there right now, I need to constantly be thinking five years ahead. Where do I want to be? Think about where you want to be. And then you'll notice how like your actions will start lining up with that. You know, I, I've always known that I wanted to scale my business. I always knew that I didn't want to be the only person doing the work. I knew that I didn't want to be just a practitioner, but I wanted to be able to run a company. Um, and so I had to start making sure my actions aligned. And so whether that's setting boundaries, whether that is, you know, um, eliminating distractions, whether that's putting in additional processes and, you know, whatever the case, like I knew that I needed to make sure that my business was run. I was, I was setting up my business to run like a business because like they say, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And so I never want, you know, I never wanted a, a client to come to me. Um, and especially in these larger contracts that I get, they require a lot more paperwork. They require a lot more of like, um, you validating that you are an official business entity and things like that, having insurance, things like, you know, all those things. I wanted to make sure that I had these things because that is what a business has. And so keeping this growth mindset, always being prepared for the next level, even if you're not there yet, if you're prepared, then you are already ready when the opportunity presents itself. Um, and so, and I, I think that is, uh, I got, I blew through all my notes, um, so yeah, I, I hope this was really helpful for you guys. I hope this kind of broke down how to identify when you need help and um, you know the process of getting help. This is kind of what I went through, but you know, if I'm more than happy to kind of like answer individual questions or do follow-ups, uh, whatever you guys need, you all know that I am here for you and here to be a resource as much as I can. Whew, that was a lot of talking. Let me take another sip. So, you know, before we go, we got to end with a win and a woe. So for me, Avi, my win is that I have a new employee. I have a senior marketing project manager who is fabulous, who's wonderful. When Angela met with her, um, for her, for her, uh, first interview, she said that she accidentally told her at the end, like, Jana's going to love you, you already know. And I really thought I had my person. I really thought I found the one. And then, um, you know, Angela, she's like kind of been my, she and I, it's so funny. We're just complete opposites. I'm like just so hyper and so, you know, energetic and impulsive. And she's the more like voice of reason. And so she's just like, okay, wait, you've only done two interviews. We have more. 
I like you need shop around. And so I thought I had my girl and then um, she came through with this next wave of candidates and I was like, hold up. Okay. The games has changed. The game has changed completely. Um, And I ended up meeting this woman and I loved her and she just had all the experience, literally her last job before relocating. Um, She was a senior project manager at a marketing agency. I mean, how perfect. And so I'm just really happy that I went through this process and did things the way that um, did things the right way because my initial instinct was to go with someone who I was familiar with, someone who I'd liked, someone who I, you know, maybe trusted. But going through this official process, even though it took a little bit longer and it cost me a little bit more, was the ultimate investment because God forbid I hired someone who, you know, I wasn't fully sure that they were a good fit or they had all the qualifications. God forbid I hire them and I'm spending money paying their salary and then they're not a good fit. And then I have to go back to the drawing board and hire someone else. That's money spent on someone who wasn't even a good fit. And so going through this process, like really made sure that I was making a worthwhile investment in whoever I decided to hire. And so that's my win. She starts tomorrow. It's a challenge for me. Um, this is a new thing for me to do onboarding and all this stuff. And like, I'm still kind of working through this whole, like, you know, self doubt and imposter syndrome, all the things that come with doing things for the first time. But I have to remember that I'm more than capable, that I've gotten this far. And, you know, I I have no reason to doubt myself. I may struggle. I may have hiccups. I may drop the ball. But overall, I am that girl. I have to keep reminding myself that. Um, and there's nothing that I can, there's nothing that I can't do. Is that right? Nothing that I cannot do? Yes, there's nothing I can't do. Um <clears throat> The woe is that in these wonderful transitions and these new chapters that I'm starting in myself and my, my business, um, you know, I've had to set some boundaries. I've had to um, say goodbye to some things. I've had to reexamine my involvement in certain spaces. And um, it's tough. It's really tough because I'm a kind of person who likes to be everywhere all the time, doing everything with everyone. And I really have had to have these, you know, moments of like, realization that um now is the time for tunnel vision um now is the time for really a strong focus that I don't think I've ever had before uh where I'm always looking to serve other people and to be there for other people and do things for other people now is a season of selfishness and that's hard for me to um come to grips with because I'm so used to saying yes to everything and everyone so saying no to some things is challenging for me because I hate disappointing people I hate um letting people down um and people have come to expect certain things of me and so I know the disappointment in people when I'm not able to be that person anymore. Um, but I have to surrender to the season and what it requires of me. And again, we're talking about this growth mindset and this mindset that I have to adapt right now does not leave a lot of room for me to do a lot for other people. Um, I often give more to others than I give to myself. And, you know, I'm learning that it's, it's okay for me to be selfish and for me to have this focus that I have right now. This is a season. I feel the shift. Um, I've, I've said it so many times to my mom, to friends, like I just feel a shift. I feel different and I need to move differently. It'd be a shame for me to feel these things and feel this discomfort and feel like I'm entering into a new space and for me to not adjust my life accordingly. And so I'm making a lot of tough decisions that, you know, are, are painful and they're difficult and people don't necessarily understand them, but I just know the bigger picture. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard for me to, you know, my instinct is to like go back and like make sure everyone's happy with me and make sure that, you know, I'm not, you know, ruffling any feathers. I didn't let anyone down. And so for me to just say to hell with it. I'm I'm going full speed ahead in the direction that I need to go in that I, that I know I need to go in. Um, that's really tough, but I'm really confident in my abilities. I'm confident that I will stay the course. I really feel I'm really feeling confident that I'm that God is sending me into a new a new space and 
it requires my full surrender to exactly what it is he's pulling me to. Um, and so if someone has to be disappointed, I'd rather be someone else than myself. Um, I've disappointed myself for way too long, people pleasing and trying to be um, everything to everyone. And so this is a season where I say no more disappointing myself. If it means I disappoint someone else, then so be it. Um, and so that's the woe. Um, eventually that'll be a win, but right now it's just a a bit of a struggle for me that I'm still kind of working through, um, and understanding setting boundaries, um, and showing up for myself. I have post-it notes that I've saved from therapy about setting boundaries and being the keeper of my own sanity and well-being and being the peacemaker for myself and choosing which hills to die on. So many things that I've like working through, um, and so it's it's great to see that um, see that work kind of manifesting and actually it's it's funny that I've talked a good game and now it's like all right time to put it into practice and I'm like kind of you know shook a little bit but anyway that's my woe um, I hope this was helpful for you guys it was really helpful for me even talking through all this stuff again. If you need anything, if you have any follow-up questions, you can email me directly at foreverfunemployed at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, foreverfunemployed. If you want to hit me up personally, I'm on Instagram at Jana M. Hall, J-A-N-N-A-M Hall. Um, I'm excited to connect with more of you guys. I'm excited to see how you all expand your team. A lot of you said you needed this. And so um, I want to stay connected. I want to know about your journey. I want to know how this helps and what you do from here on out. I want to know how you're expanding and growing. And if I can be of any service to you guys, you know that I'm here for you. And with that, you all have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful week. I'll see you next time. Bye.